0: Hey, what's up, what's up, it's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast Just Talk With Sam Podcast, man, we got a great one for you guys um, this week I sit down and chat with um, Alonzo Boda Very funny stand-up comedian You guys may know him from Last Comic Standing You know him from his numerous stand-up specials Um, He's currently NPR, my NPR listeners You may know him from his own podcast Who's Paying Attention NPR, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and currently he is doing family feud live yeah he um going from city to city not only with his stand-up um he's also hosting the family feud live so you guys can check him out i got a chance to sit down and talk with him and he's a good brother i've been following his career for a while and um we're gonna get into it before we jump into this great podcast, I want to tell you about the home for everything related to the Just Talk with Sam podcast. That can be found at samshownation.com. Yes, samshownation.com. Your home for everything revolving around the Just Talk With Sam podcast. Right there on the home page, and current promotions page, there is a donate button. Go ahead, hit that donate button. Uh this has always been a crowdsource podcast please give whatever makes you feel like a good person so we can keep the free funny free it's all right there in the podcast on the homepage. uh but maybe you're one of those people who's like i've already donated i want something when i donate that's cool it's all right it's all right calm down you can always go to samshonation.com and you get the store link and by hitting the store link you yes you can get all of your just talking with sam swag right there that be t-shirts whether that be hats whether that be stickers whatever you need to show your love for the show as you go through your daily life it's all right there at just Talk with sam please go ahead hit up just Talk with sam right there grab a t-shirt grab whatever you got to get and walk proudly as you go through your daily life it's all right there so please go ahead um get some just talk with sam swag that represent you know the podcast speaking of the podcast you can um listen to all of the podcasts right there when you go to com by hitting that podcast link you can catch up on all of your favorite podcasts that you may have missed those you want to hear again uh those you want to do a deep dive into they're all right there um on the podcast link but maybe you listen to podcasts a little differently we are currently available on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, and the granddaddy of them all, iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts. It's all right there. All my Apple people, one thing I encourage you guys to do is subscribe, rate and review this podcast. When you go into your iTunes account, please hit the button. Hey, I really, you know, leave a leave a rate and review hey I really like this podcast he has great guests 5 stars hey I like this podcast but I really wish you shut up and let the guests talk 5 stars it's all right there so please go ahead do that at Apple Podcast I go back um, and read each and every last one of them and it makes it makes me feel great every time I listen to them so please go ahead subscribe rate and review the podcast um, it means a lot um not only just to me personally it means a lot to um you know itunes and new people to say like hey this is what a taste of this podcast really is before we jump into this podcast we got a few sponsors this week and the first sponsor is the good folks at mlbshop.com yes the boys of summer is back major league baseball is in full swing and you yes you can go ahead and represent your favorite team with their stars and stripes collection the you know independence day is right around the corner a lot of baseball fans and the mlb shop has apparel hats um shirts and everything else in they of your favorite team in red white and blue only thing we ask you to do is go to samshownation.com go to samshownation.com you click the stars and strike link of mlbshop.com and they got everything that you need in the signature red white and blue look who are we kidding baseball is america as it gets and you can celebrate america with the official mlb stars and stripes gear featuring patriotic themed jerseys caps banners t-shirts and more for all of your favorite 30 teams the star-studded gear is perfect for celebrating the 4th of july whether you're heading to the game or having a cookout with friends whatever your plans honor your country and show off your love for your favorite team with the great authentic gear from mlbshop.com and remember this collection makes a great gift for the baseball fan in your life you can go to samshownation.com you click that link and get whatever gear whatever team that is in the um stars and stripes category and not only with that you can get free shipping on all u.s orders that is over 24 dollars so that's like a hat like all u.s orders over 24 dollars by putting in the uh, promo code two four f at checkout. Some exclusions may apply, but if you do it, free shipping, you'll have it just in time to celebrate the 4th of July with your Stars and Stripes gear. So please go to samshownation.com get your Stars and Stripes gear and free shipping on all US orders over $24 by putting in the promo code 24FS at checkout. The next sponsor, I told you it's summertime. I told you 4th of July is here. Fourth of July may mean a few things. When it comes down, maybe baseball, celebrating America, fireworks, but most importantly, grilling. What I need you guys to do right now is go to samshownation.com on the current promotions page in the lower right-hand corner. Hit that Omaha Steaks link because all my grill masters, all my people finna get on this grill, we gonna help you out because Omaha Steaks have great, fourth of july deals and packages for everything you need summer they know you know summer has arrived and so have their guests the guests you got spoiler alert they're hungry so get ready get set and satisfy the savings on plenty of premium omaha steaks burgers franks pork chops whatever you need for your grilling sensations the first, uh, one of the first packages they got um, is the Independence Day Cookout. said in the title. Um, four, t- four five ounce sirloins, four five ounce burgers, four Omaha steak burgers, four filet mignon polis sausages. So I, I'm getting hungry right now thinking about it. And four kibasa sausages for the low, low price sixty nine ninety nine. If you go through samshonation.com, you click that link and it's shipped very quickly to your house like nightmarishly quick and they have free shipping offers on these combos come on now they have the all meat grilling spectacular Uh, it's a lot of stuff in that one that's $79.99 America's favorite grilling package that has pretty much everything and they have the steak connoisseurs 4th of July meaning we ain't playing around right now all steak everything and that is 109, um, with free shipping. So please, that's just a few of the deals. I didn't really, I don't have enough time to get into all the stuff. But let's say you picky, you a picky eater. They have the build your own 4th of July cookout. So this is this is a time where you get a chance to choose from 20 selections. You get a chance to pick what you think would be best for the people coming over to your house. And you can—that also has free shipping. All of those combos and many more can be found at Omaha Steaks link. The only thing we actually do is go to com You click the steak link, and you can build your cookout. And 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 and, you get a chance. You can enter their contest to win free steaks. You, yes, you can win over about. Thousand dollars in free Omaha steaks by entering. All the details are there. The only thing we actually do is go to Samstronation.com, click the Omaha Steaks link, click that banner. Go ahead, read it. It's all right there. There's been um, a few winners already this year, um, and they're looking for some more. So please go to Samstronation.com. You click that Omaha Steaks link, go ahead, get everything that you need for your 4th of July gorilla. And lastly, and certainly not leastly, the granddaddy of them all, Amazon.com. Look, I'm pretty sure my guests would appreciate it if you went to Amazon.com and you put in Alonzo Bolton in the search bar. Um, You can get some, a lot of his comedy specials are there. Um, Tall, Dark and Funny, Man Overboard, Historically Incorrect, Who's Paying Attention, so on and so forth. They're all right there you can check out all the jokes my prime people my prime people if you have that a few of these specials are right ready and available on prime so not only is it coming to your house you get it right then and there you can hit that button with the prime video you can sit back and go ahead and watch it right there in front of your face instantly So please go to samshownation.com. You click that Amazon banner. Who are we kidding? Amazon has everything from A to Z. And it's the internet. You were going to Amazon anyway. Quit front. You know you was. So please go ahead. Go to Amazon. Put in Alonzo Bolton in the search bar. And thank me later. So that's pretty much what I got for right now. What I'm going to do is reset these mics. We're going to jump into this um, conversation with my man, Alonzo Bolton. This is just talking with Sam podcast, y'all. Just talking with Sam podcast. Just put your name on it. You don't talk about it. Be a pop. I don't know this like right now. seriously subscribe right with the old iTunes y'all
1: Obviously,
0: we never write this out. All right, quick. before this um podcast air, I want to give a little backstory about this, mainly because this is a podcast. This is quickly becoming one of my favorite podcasts of two thousand and nineteen, not just because I got a chance to talk to Mr. Alonzo Bowden. Uh, not just because we talked about comedy we talked about jazz or the nature or sports the nature of the conversation itself Um, the backstory behind this is I lost it I lost the podcast Um, now out of my nine years of doing this I've only lost one podcast and that was famously way back when the Henry Rollins podcast when we podcast I hit the button um, I thought I hit the right button and me and Henry Rollins recorded a nice interview um about views when he was here. I want to say back in 2013? 2013 2013, 2012 ish. Um and we talked and we got into it and I looked at the light and it was blinking and meaning that you hit the wrong button the battery is dying and it was more like a play than it was a record I looked at him he looked at me he had to go he was being a good dude and we shook hands we took a picture famously outside the Royal Oak Music Theater and he went into his show and he rocked it and Henry Rollins he he was a good dude it, he said next time Sam and (laughs) sometimes next time didn't shake out I don't know when next time is um, but it's on the books now throughout that experience I, the reason I bring up the Henry Rollins experience is because I never felt so low I've never felt so unprofessional I never felt like I wasted so much time I beat myself up about it a lot and to some degree to th- this day I still do so that brings us to the present while talking with Alonzo Bowden before his show um, and Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle we talked we got into it it was a good time Um, we shut off the mics had a quick dap um, about some things I'm not supposed to talk about well I, I don't know if I have the liberty nor do I know if I have the okay from him to talk about it we talked about career we talked about um progression and some of the things that's on the horizon for him I get in my car um excuse me before I leave I save my podcast to a flash drive almost just in case as a security hey I got it here and I got it there and we're good I get home I see the wife, see the kid, and then it's time to upload the podcast. Well, the podcast on my computer, my six-year-old somehow felt the need to play blocky hockey and he needed space to array and I'm like, oh crap. But in this case, this is why we have a flash drive. This is why we get the flash drive out because I have kids stuff like this has happened this usually happens with my wife computer but I get it I understand um... it's amazing what happens when you limit a kid's screen time so that happened look for the flash drive can't find the flash drive search up and down go in my office run around the house check my jeans check my uh... just, just everything I was wearing that day couldn't find a flash drive and i say here we go one more time i gotta make that very 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 humbling phone call email text and even though lazo uh, when we was walking out of the podcast he said i'll be i'll be lucky to come back anytime and i i love to have you we can chop it up anytime i did not want any time to be this soon And I said, okay, here we go. Um, So I'm running. So here's what I what I thought. Okay, you know what? Let's have the guys over here. Uh, My man BK, and we recorded another podcast. And um, I have been not sending this email. And I was like, okay, I just I would rather look like or say nothing. Give me enough time, buy time to find it or whatever. And um, I said okay. So then I start driving. I get in my car. I'm going on my daily. Um, and we'll get into that in another podcast. I saw a woman who who gave me a new fear. The new fear is a, anyone, not just a woman, but anyone who drives while eating cereal. That's a story for another day. I will address that with the crew when we get that. And uh, she she's driving and eating cereal that scares the shit out of me i didn't realize how because she she's going through her day she's eating cereal she's swerving in and out of traffic and i'm like oh shit this is it and then she swerves in front of me i hit on brakes and she gave me the hand that says i'm sorry um you know the the i'm sorry hands um guys who drive you know what it is that is the one hand up, I know this is audio medium so, um, usually right hand you your one hand up you wave it in the rear view mirror enough to let the guy behind you know that you totally fucked up and then if you are ever lucky enough to pull over like I did and look at them on a red light and you get on their side you look at them and they, they don't say it you have to mouth the words I'm sorry because you totally fucked up but in that angry because, you know, I almost hit my car. I hit on brakes and I heard a kachunk. I'm like, oh shit. It wasn't a kachunk that sounds expensive, but it was a kachunk that sounds like um fuck was that? So I pull over in the McDonald's. In the back seat in the the kachunk was plastic on plastic. And um it was my flash drive the flash drive hits the little I don't know what you call it the uh, rest the bottom part of the hand rest so you hear the ka Um, it's like a little metal piece too so it's like metal, plastic, metal so it's like a ka-chunk it, it sounds uh, uh, actually this is what it sounds like I'm going to put this little plastic it sounds like this whenever i hit on break like hard i heard i hope that made sense um so i did that you know it sounds like you're aggressively one time hitting a kit kat or uh tic tacs and i heard it in a parking lot of mcdonald's got it underneath the car the um podcast the podcast flash drive is lodged in between the seat and the console the console and all of the it's so thin that it it flaps so when you hit the brakes it's only going in a forward and backwards motion so ka could chunk that's the sound got it held it in my hand drove back home immediately uploaded this podcast so I love it. That was a long tale on this. But I I love this podcast for that reason because A, I do not have to write that sad ass um, email that says, Can we do it again because I fucked up? B, it was a great conversation I think all of you guys would like. And C, the story of my incompetence, of losing the podcast, not once, but twice, and then ultimately ended up getting it again is A, I would I believe something we all can um, We've all had days like this And it just makes this more special to listen to um, Usually there's podcasts for you guys Like I, I do it for you guys But this one I'm doing for me This is a great one Strap in This is the interview in its entirety With Mr. Alonzo Bolton Here we go And say thank you so much Alonzo for giving me a little bit of your time, I'm not gonna eat up your whole afternoon. Wait, I don't get paid. What? Uh, There's yeah, we're we gonna have to work that oh, out, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll work that out This, is, this wasn't in the email. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> but thank you so much for just um kicking it with us. And normally I have one sheet, like a sheet of questions, which I'm holding in my hand. All right. I want to say this up front: out of all the comedians, you are one of the hardest to write questions for because why? here's why You, it takes a podcast to know a podcaster you have a podcast called who's paying attention yeah. on all things comedy right so whenever i think of a question you address it in that week's podcast <laughs> so i'm like oh, damn alright so this is the hits if any of this seems redundant i apologize oh, good. It's all good. let's see what you got but this is what I, we were saying a little bit off mic I, I'm a bit of a fanboy, and I followed your career since, like most people, last comic stand worked retroactively, and then then kept up with you since then, and one thing I love is the fact that you're good with topical humor. Uh, you're special. Who's paying attention? Double entendre, because who was paying attention to <laughs> what is going on? And a lot of that, it, it just resonates with me, and as well as your podcast, Who's Paying Attention?, you are pretty much hitting on all the topics of that week
1: well that's my podcast is what strikes me as funny or interesting in the news that week mm-hmm. right but what the who's paying attention thing comes back goes back to is the press see the press has dropped the ball right the press is before the fourth estate the press is who is supposed to keep an eye on the government and corporations and everything else and they've stopped doing their job, mm-hmm. so now comics have to do it, right? right? And we, you know, we're the truth tellers. I, I feel like what your comedy about. I've always felt it's about. Mm-hmm. Is that better? Yep. Yeah, we're getting a weird feedback.
0: Yeah, here. all right, we're good now.
1: Okay, but I've always felt it's about the truth. Comedy's mm-hmm. about the truth. So, you know, who's paying attention goes to well. We are, and we are not afraid to say that you're full of. I don't know. We cussing. On oh, oh yeah, You can swear. Yeah. Oh. No, we prefer I'm, it actually. Yeah, we're not. We're not, say, we're not afraid to say you're full of shit. I yep. mean, we have a press now that will not use the word lie. When Trump lies or any mm-hmm. government person lies, they'll they misspoke, um, inaccurate, recall. I, I've heard a, a bunch of acronyms, I mean, not acronyms, a bunch of...
0: Other s- words t- to t- not t- say t- lie. Yeah, to
1: not call a liar a liar. So. Now,
0: here's what's interesting about that. And I try to, like, I know that's, that's one of your buttons, Trump. This, this, this entire administration. I'm curious, how has he made crazy the new normal because I'm not shocked by a lot of the crazy stuff that he says but I know in my heart I should be shocked by.
1: yeah well what you I mean that was the fear when he first got elected right they said let's hope that this doesn't become normal and it has become normal you know lately I've been quoting Mark Twain right never argue with a stupid person cuz they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience Mm. and that's what Trump's done the Trump administration has lowered the conversation to uh, the point of idiocy is considered normal. And the, the other thing is, we give, and this is society, we give credibility for the wrong reasons. So, so if you you know take climate change for example, you have real scientists mm-hmm. who studied this, who who went to school, got a degree, studied climate, have looked at at you know climate change over. Centuries, decades, et cetera, et cetera. and they they pointed out, you know, polar ice caps shrinking, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and and then you have people who just say no, it's not true, and they they interview both of them like their their credibility is the same. Like no, you don't exactly. have the same credibility as a scientist just because you have a million followers on Twitter or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. They, they this person did the work. Right. So so. We give credibility to ridiculousness. yet yeah, we've allowed Trump and that whole bullshit to become normal. I mean building the wall. That is is an objectively ridiculous statement. We're gonna build a wall from California to Florida along the southern border to keep out immigrants. If you just said that to somebody, a normal thinker, they'd be like, What the hell's wrong with you? You can't. Yet now we debate it as if it's a credible idea. So um I, I try not to do, you know, my thing with Trump, I try not to do too much Trump, because in comedy, you could do your whole hour on Trump. You can make your whole thing, like like Colbert, his whole thing now is just anti-Trump every night. And you can do that, but it becomes redundant. Yeah. And and the thing I love about comedy is creativity, so you can't ignore it because it's what the, it's there, right? The country's talking about it but I don't want to make it the only thing I talk
0: about that makes sense and you do jump topics I know like I was going down the list and listen to you on wait wait don't tell me and listen to stuff like that and Trump that just the the name the word when you say it will stop everyone it's like oh my god we got to address this now here goes something I would like to address with you because I've heard your thoughts on this but I want to hear it in your face for some reason before two years ago you are a Clippers fan. Always yeah
1: I've been a Clipper fan well I shouldn't say always I've been a Clippers fan since the 80s back when the Clippers were horrible when they. ask why. Win. Yeah, that was my follow-up question. When the Clippers <laughs> would win 15 games a season, you know why? Because in the 80s, and I loved Showtime in the Lakers. I loved Magic. Where the mm-hmm. Kareem, it's, to me, is. I hate the fact they never mention him when they talk about the greatest player in history. They never mentioned Kareem. Kareem doesn't Arguably, come Arguably, yeah, he he should at least be in that argument. But anyway, I love that team, but the Clipper games, you could go to for nothing. Yeah. We used to go to Clipper games for 5 or $10, and it'd only be 3,000 people there. So you got to see an NBA game for nothing. The other thing I always loved about the Clippers was they really showed up and they tried. Like, it was like this is a horrible team, but they're playing, they're, they're, they're doing the best they can, you know. Okay, alright. They would always have one superstar, but he was by himself, right? So they'd have like a we were talking about this this morning on another show I did, like Michael Cage, right? Okay. Who would lead the league in rebounds? You know, just Jerry Curl juice dripping all over the court, but there was no scorer on the team. There exactly. Was no, no guard, it was just then you had Danny Manning, who was you know great uh, power for one of the one of the early all-purpose big men, mm-hmm. a big man who could shoot who could pass, and everything. Had no one to pass the ball to.
0: (laughs) And now, how I looked at the Clippers, late 80s, early 90s, until DeAndre Jordan. This is how I looked at the Clippers. You started or ended your career there? Right. You you didn't, uh, you you wasn't
1: there at your prime. I wish I could remember who it was. It was a Clipper who got traded, and when he left, he said, I'm so glad to be going to the NBA. (laughs) <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a thing. Elton Brand was the – he w- he was great, and he carried him to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was, like, recruiting to get Baron Davis to come to the team, and then he bailed. Yeah, and he, he left, should have and left Baron Davis sitting there saying, what the hell? You know, it's uh, – but it's fun. It's also there, – there's been a study. There was a great article about it. I'm a Met fan. I grew up with the New York Mets. Okay. And there's a ton of comics who are Met fans. Um, you know Jim Brewer and Kevin James and um, Seinfeld and all all these comics. And they love the losers. This is what they say: that comics love lost causes. Ooh. that's what they say that that comedians gravitate to lost causes, and it's probably true because let me tell you, there's a half dozen of us comics who are Clipper season ticket holders
0: who have a ball going to Clipper games. I would imagine because you're kind of entertaining yourself at some point in the game. Now, not so much.
1: Well, it was fun watching them get good. It was it was exciting, you know, the big 3 had a great run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, Blake Griffin so We the, we got him. Yep. Uh-huh. Let me, okay, let me talk we, to you about let me talk to you about Blake. Would
0: you like him back? No. Okay.
1: No, um, Blake Griffin was explosive early in his career. Yes, he was. Once his knees have gone, and they're not fully gone, but he can't explode like he used to. He's not a complete player. His jumper is weak. Um, not a great defender. He, he, um, you know. But, but here, that's on the court. So off the court, I'll tell you this is what happened. It's my Blake Griffin.
0: Okay. Thing.
1: So Blake wants to be a comic. Yes. And Blake's friends with a lot of comics. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, And they like him, blah, blah, blah. He's funny, very funny for an NBA player. That's okay. how I describe it. Makes sense. So we're at a comedy festival in Montreal, Just for Laughs, the biggest comedy festival in the world. And Blake is there, and he's hosting this series of late-night shows. And I go, you know, I'm just hanging out. I got friends on the show. So I meet him. It's like, hey, what's up, Blake? Blah, blah, blah. You know, he was there with his brother. I don't know if his brother's a twin or something. They look, but anyway. Okay. Talking more to his brother, but anyway. So I just said to Blake, hey, I'm a big Clipper fan. And he turned around and walked away. I mean, me. Just literally pivoted and walked
0: away. Okay.
1: And I was You know like, that thing he doesn't do on the court. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, man, you better be glad I'm not on this show because I would destroy you. You don't know who I am but I would destroy. You're in my court now, right? Uh-huh. But then what bothered me even more, Christella Alonso, who is a, a great comic. Yeah, um, yeah, Chris, I love Christella, Big Clipper fan. He did the same thing to her. And we weren't, listen, I wasn't asking him for his autograph. I didn't want to talk to him about, hey, what goes on in the huddle. I didn't care about his relationship with, you know, DeAndre Andre Jordan or the right. ball boy, nothing. No, I don't get... you know. I'm not gonna hassle him about that. Yeah. I just was letting him know, like, yeah, man, I'm a Clipper fan. That's all. And and he and so that was when I was like, yeah, well, fuck Blake Griffin, you know. And and I tossed out my shoes, tossed out my jersey, oh. and I was done with Blake because it was fucked up. In I the get, room. I get it, yeah. You know, and 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 I don't know where it came from or why and whatever. You know, like I say, I know comics who know him. They say he's cool, good, God bless. But no, Blake was not. The other problem with Blake, Blake is not a fourth-quarter player. Blake was never, give me the ball. Like, to be a superstar in the NBA, you have to be, give me the ball, I'm going to win yeah. the game. Give me the ball. In the fourth quarter, give me
0: the ball. Blake was never that. Well, that changed, and I'm using air quotes. The reason I say that changed when he came to Detroit because we didn't have any other options. And for some reason, we are running our entire offense through Blake Griffin, and it hurts. Well, it hurts to watch.
1: He's the best player you have. And like you said, you don't have any other options. But how far did it take you? First round playoff sweep? That's that's his thing.
0: But, I mean, (laughs) it sucks that that happened. And that is the opposite of what this podcast stand for, where where you like, don't meet your heroes, yeah, I've always nah, heard he, that.
1: Yeah, he was, a, and I'm not even going to say he was a hero, I just but, l- it, like him on the team. I get you. I mean, his dunks were, you know, when Lob City was so much fun to watch. Now, it's you mentioned DeAndre Jordan, of the big three, yeah. he was always my favorite player, and
0: he was the biggest loss to the Clippers. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was the... Biggest loss because he had more potential. He was just coming into his It's own. not just potential. It's he was an old school center. When you have a
1: center who get who can get twenty rebounds mm-hmm. and block shots, that allows everyone else to take risks on defense. See when you got a big man behind you, then you can go for the ball. You can make the defensive play or you can run out on a fast break because you know he got your back. Exactly. See he wasn't he can score. But he wasn't looking to score and he wasn't a first option. It's actually great to have a center like that, especially when you had a point guard like CP3, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, so losing DeAndre, that they haven't been able to fill that
0: hole. Now, the one thing out of this whole Clippers breakup that I feel okay about is my hypothesis was proven correct. I said, if you get Austin Rivers away from his dad, he's going to show up. On whatever team he's at and I'm seeing spurts of that happen is is like his I mean, dad you know, was playing him safe I don't know why people hate
1: on Austin I don't I don't when I just Austin, I just think he when Austin was he's on playing the Clippers, safe when Austin was on the Clippers Austin was a great backup point guard yes he was he got overpaid that might have had to do with his dad but <laughs> okay. the, this, the series against Portland when he got his nose bloodied and stayed in the game, see, Austin was learning from Chris Paul, and he he developed that toughness. I've always liked Austin Rivers. I think he's a baller. I never and said he wasn't tough. I just said him to a, you know he left and he made it to Houston and he found a good spot exactly in, in Houston. But you know something, he's behind Chris Paul again. So maybe that has mm. something to do with it. But no, I don't think you know people hung the dad thing on him. No, he's legitimately in the NBA. He, he, he'd he be an NBA player without his... You know, you know you want to talk about dads, Luke Walton? Are you kidding? Is there anyone ah. more overrated, more lucky than Luke Walton? <laughs> now you Lazo talk about, ball in three years. You talk, about, <laughs> you talk about dad hooking you up and getting by
0: on a name. Luke Walton was, is, however you want to put it, just not NBA material. No, no, Luke Walton. He's great, but, at, great in college. Yeah, and that's it. That is right. where the resume should end.
1: Yeah, it was his. You know, if his dad wasn't Bill Walton, who also was overrated, but if he, his dad, but his dad was on the championship Walton, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He but the Boston championship, his dad was waving a towel. you know, Okay, he didn't, he didn't play. He played in Portland, but he didn't play in Boston. But anyway, um you know, but also you know something man, that's how life is, you yeah, know? that life life is like that sometimes, right, if, if my dad had been a famous director, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Damn. Be I mean, like, I'm somewhere. in the room. I mean, make I mean, a movie somewhere. I wouldn't be wasting my time with you. But
0: what I'm getting that is, <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know how to... I'm just going to move on. I'm just going hey, to hey, keep man. going up.
1: Listen, if your dad was a famous announcer, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. I'm <laughs> knowing who my dad is. He would be like, no,
0: work the ground. Work, just like, come for the ground. Uh-huh. I'll probably get a couple of little give <laughs> along the way, but that's about it. But, like, when we talked about um, meeting your heroes loosely with the term Blake. You got a chance to do that um, not too long ago with Don Rickles before he passed. Oh, I met, I've met
1: so many heroes and legends, not just in comedy, in, in numerous things. I love meeting the old masters of comedy. Rickles, having Rickles make fun of me backstage will always be one of the highlights of my career. When Don Rickles cracks on you and you can look it up on youtube folks. Mm -hmm. but when don rickles makes fun of you that's like wow it's an honor but uh, you know i met carl reiner i met phyllis diller i met phyllis diller a few times that was awesome you don't you know people don't realize what a big deal phyllis diller was until you go to the friars club and you see where everyone has a plaque and phyllis has a wall Oh, because there w- there were no women when she was doing it. It right. was her. Even Joan Rivers came along after her. You know, it would. This was. Um, she was a a big deal. Um, who else? You know, I have met some, Franklin Ajay. That's a name you don't hear enough. Doesn't get enough respect. Brilliant, brilliant comic. When I was when I met him and he knew who I was, mm-hmm. I was honored. Uh, I got to open for Carlin once that was amazing just just to get to talk to him a little bit and um you know so so i've met and then younger more legendary people whether it be you know george wallace or the, the big superstars like dave Chappelle is the nicest guy in the world cool as hell and um you know chris rock Louis black you know stuff like that but then in the music world i'm a huge jazz fan huge i love jazz okay and I'm friends with Marcus Miller. That to to me, oh, like he's that, awesome. That's ridiculous. Just the idea. I'm friends with Marcus Miller. I knew George Duke before he passed away. Um, I met Quincy Jones. Um, you know, and and on and on. So yeah. So one of the perks of this business is getting to meet legends from other other art forms mm-hmm. and talk to them. And and uh, and sports. You know, like I said. You know, worthy, and you know, a num numerous athletes, because I've done these uh, charity golf tournaments and stuff like that. You know, from Ed Tuttle Jones to Joe Montana to Dwight Hicks to you know, me and um, me and Jerry Rice have the same size hand.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: I got to do a picture because people always talk about how big my hands are, and they, and we held our hands up. So things like that, it's little things, it's just moments. But it's really fun and
0: funny because it's something you would never expect. Well, I mean, and that's that's how it's supposed to be. Like, you get a chance to meet a person. Like, you had a bad experience with Blake. But that's how it's supposed to be, because you kind of sort of absorb their knowledge, and maybe when you get a chance, you can pass that on to the younger generation. Absolutely. But you talked about jazz. I want to touch on this for a second. All right. Okay. I know you jazz here, and somehow now you're doing a lot of jazz shows. You're doing Mm -hmm. cruises and stuff. Can I ask one question i like to ask anyone in jazz about this? How do you save it? Like, I watched a documentary called La La La. You don't. Of two white kids saving jazz.
1: No, that that, that, was, <laughs> <I know. laughs> that was ridiculous.
0: Here's the thing:
1: you don't have to save jazz. Uh-huh. They've been trying to save jazz since the '50s. Okay, jazz is going to be here because jazz artists are creating and doing new things. Here's the thing about jazz: is it's a wider spectrum than people think, right? So when people think jazz, they think older traditional jazz. They think Miles Davis and Coltrane and stuff like that. And then you have the Wynton Marsalis thing, right, with the jazz orchestra. And some people will think of, like, Herbie Hancock and um, Chick Corea, people like that, right? And, they, and they're all legendary, and they're great, and I love what they do. But there are people now, like, there's a cat named Robert Glasper. I always refer to So Glasper. good. But not only is Glasper brilliant, the bands he puts together. So he has a guy named Terrace Martin, right? They have a band called R Plus R Equal Now. Terrace Martin. Is, what people don't realize is Terrace Martin is doing the music for Kendrick Lamar. Mm. See? So, so you jazz, it has expanded. Well, it's always expanding, but the artists and the musicians in jazz are playing things that, you know, unfortunately, like it doesn't get any radio airplay or whatever, the, art, the, the jazz artists love jazz. Jazz is going to survive because they're going to keep playing jazz. Now, they might jump over and make a million dollars doing a record somewhere else right got it Marcus Miller did a ton of music with Luther Vandross brilliant music people don't know that they don't know that they don't know that he was the MD that he was you you know but but that allowed but at the same time he was making records with Miles Davis and his own records and stuff like that so he was able to fuel this brilliant jazz career while Base. doing R&B music. You know? So it's um, sort of like,
0: I'm doing this to pay the bills, listen, but this is my real passion.
1: They're all his passion because he it. loves all kind of music. Uh, Quincy Jones. Look, look at Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones did Thriller. Yeah. But Quincy Jones was still making jazz records, brilliant jazz records, at the same time. You know what I mean? So would it would it be great if more people listen to jazz if it were more popular yes it would be fantastic but will jazz survive jazz will survive because jazz artists are creative and they love the music they have such a passion for the music that they're going to keep it alive so if you're listening to this podcast listen to to christian scott listen to Derek hodge listen to robert glasper listen to any of these guys i call them they're like young lions of jazz these guys who are say, under 40, and taking jazz to new places because they're, like, the the infusion of hip-hop into jazz, you know, two violins and so on. These jazz artists are, are bringing hip-hop into jazz in such creative ways that the music is phenomenal. And you'd be surprised how many beats and hooks you've listened to that were created by a jazz musician.
0: Now, um, just kind of piggyback off that a little bit, we had Pieces of a Dream um, yeah. mm-hmm. on the podcast not too long ago, and they went the other way. It's not necessarily that they went in more of a hip-hop world, and right. they brought it back with them and more people. And it's sort of like an infusion. They, some hip-hop artists go that way to, into jazz, and then the jazz guys goes into hip-hop, and it's like one big circle. And they trade in and trade out. And and when I say hip hop, I want to put in R and B, and I want to put yeah, in yeah.
1: Well, a lot of them, you know, a lot of jazz artists. And if you talk to them, they're like, "Well, it's music." Yep. It's all music. And That's the first so thing you said. Do they, they got chops? They want to play music, and can you play? You know, here's here's a great thing about jazz. Well, we, you know, and we're in a we're in a point in our society like where we're going backwards at an incredible speed, right? Racism that never went away is now much more public. I mean, they're taking away voting rights for God's sake. And, you know, now the abortion thing, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this this underlying hatred that these guys have of women and wanting to control women and their bodies and so on. One of the great things about jazz was before there was, before there was a word of integration, jazz bands were integrated. You know why? Because the question was, can you play? Mm. Can you play? I'm one of my favorite lines I ever heard from Marcus. He was listening to something. He said, "Man, that that dude's swinging like a rusty gate." <laughs> and that's like that's some jazz shit right there. Right? That, <laughs> yeah. that just means you can't play for shit. It, it don't matter if you black, white, Latino, Jewish, whatever. Can you, can he play? Is he shit? Is he swinging? Can he play? Is he tight? That's all that mattered was the music. So. When you talk about yeah, when they go to hip hop and this and that, it's the same thing. You know, it is this artist talented, right? Kendrick Lamar is super talented. It it's yeah, his thing is hip hop and rap, but if Kendrick Lamar had to go into a different area of, of music, he would still be super talented. Makes right. Sense. Just like yeah. just like Glasper has the jazz trio and the experience, which is like an electric R and B funk thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and again, so many others, and that's that's what happens, man. It, it's it's all music. All right, I and I this don't want it's coming from a comic who don't know shit about music other than how to play CDs. Do you CDs, listen? CDs, kids, look for oh. it. it's history. I know, but I'm older than you, <laughs> which gets back to the other thing you were saying about passing it on to the next generation. Um, I love being one of the old guys now. Um, yeah, young comics come to me. This is when I knew I was an old guy this happened about five six years ago when i say old i mean old veteran they started asking me shit that i remember asking george wallace which was Uh, just just about comedy about working about being professional about gigs you know whatever just questions comics have as they're coming up they would ask me stuff and i remember asking him okay and that's when you say oh i guess now i'm the veteran You know, and I love George. George is still a friend of mine and still a mentor. I, you know, but
0: yeah, I'm happy to pass it on. That's awesome. Um, and just to kind of like, just to close it out, because I could sit here all afternoon and chop it up with you, but that is completely unfair to you. (laughs) No, it's okay, man. I can talk comedy all day. What would you, I guess, young guy in comedy coming up, uh, what would you tell him? him or her you know what I would
1: tell him or her that I didn't learn is marketing you got to sell yourself you know a few years ago I heard a guy at a seminar and this is one of those things you know how they say you don't hear it until you hear it Mm -hmm. I know I heard this before but when he said it I really heard it no one's responsible for making you famous okay so you have to market yourself you have to sell yourself keep writing Keep performing. Do your comedy, but also get involved with, with social media and everything else. Push your name out there. Talk about how good you are. Like, I never learned that. That wasn't. I came up, I thought that the business was going to make me famous. I thought, be a great comic and you'll get famous. And I've had a good career. I'm not saying that, you know, it's been a great run and it ain't over yet. But push yourself out there. Sell yourself. Marketing is a big part of your job. So to the young comics, I say this to them all the time, that's one piece of advice I give them. The other thing I say is become part of a crew. Get some some comic friends that you hang out with and you work with and write with regularly, and then when one of you makes it, he or she pulls the other ones up with him. And you see that in things like Amy Schumer. How many Mm -hmm. people has Amy Schumer pulled up since she's become a big deal um, Kevin Hart you know Kevin Hart employs and opens doors for a lot of young comics and so on so yeah get get into uh, be a part of something Tiffany's doing it now Tiffany okay. Haddish yeah. is doing it now you know bringing up some of her girls that she's worked with over the years and she's friends with and so on Get be a part of something and grow it and watch it grow to- and grow together so the, that's the advice I give young comics I was much more independent doing my own thing because I watched guys from the 80's and that's kinda how they did it and that model doesn't work anymore
0: okay well Lazo I wanna say thank you so much thank you, you are the hardest interview thank to you. prepare for <laughs> but you are the easiest interview because you just uh just a beacon of knowledge you have all of this. This is the first time on the podcast but it ain't going to be the last time. No, hit me up whenever I'm in the D. Oh man, thanks so much. All right, thank you. All right, there you have it. That was a great interview with my man Alonzo Bowden. He is more than welcome to come back to the podcast anytime he wants. So, uh, but in the meantime I want you guys to check him out. Um, He's coming to a city near you um, doing stand-up. You can check out all his dates at AlonzoBowden.com You can hit him on Twitter and Facebook at alonzo Bolton and he's on instagram at zo funny check him out and also he's coming to a city near you because he's hosting the family feud live and they're making their rounds going to a city near you so please go on his website or go to family feud and check out the dates where you can catch a live show you can say what's up to zo himself um say i heard you on a podcast it's all great it's all good in the hood discover his comedy or Go to Amazon. Click the Amazon banner at um, samshownation.com. Type in Alonzo Bowden, and check out all of his work um, there. If you want a great laugh, he's a good dude, great funny dude. Um, that's pretty much what I got for this podcast that I almost lost twice. So I had a good time. I'm glad you guys chance you guys got a chance to hear it. Um, if there was some stories in there, it was like, "That already happened." Or why did you guys didn't talk about that? Mainly because, um, it you know, time, space, time, reality, the fact that I almost lost this twice. So it's all right there. Everything related to this podcast can be found um at our homepage at samshownation.com dot com. Yes, samshownation.com dot com. Everything that you need for the podcast can be found there. Um, I am personally on Facebook and Twitter. At excuse me, Facebook and Instagram at just Talking with Sam. No G and Talking, just Talking With Sam. Also, you can um send emails to Just Talking With Sam, no G and talking, at gmail.com, just talk with Sam at Gmail dot com. And you can talk to me personally on Twitter at Sam Show Eleven. That's pretty much what I got for this week. Uh great interview. Almost lost it twice. Feeling great. Gonna sign off right now.